You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Monday, March the 15th. I am the St. Louis Cardinals mega fan and your host for the show, Lucas Smith. Thanks for tuning in today. And every day you tune in, hope you has ha, hope you guys have had a chance to listen to yesterday's uh, not bonus episode, but late episode, if you will, kind of recapping the weekend and my thoughts and and things on that. But just a note from that, talked about um, the the concern or the worry of KK Kim and how he is not able to you know it might be sidelined, but it's been reported now uh, saying Mike Schultz saying that KK Kim. Um, did play catch from 90 feet today. He'll do so again from 120 feet tomorrow. So definitely some steps forward for Mr. Kim. Uh, but beyond that, well, let's get into today's game. And then I will, um, yeah, let's just get right into t- t- today's game. Cardinals with a 4-2 to win as we get a little post-game pod action here as the uh, Cardinals get up to 500 record-wise. They're 5-5-3. Five, five, and three. Um, three ties are unofficial. They're not really on the uh, box score in terms of uh, uh, you know LB.com, but they are five and five and three. So that's a positive thing. Getting back in the win column. Um, let, let, let's start on the pitching side because the pitching side, as it has pretty much the entire spring, has been very impressive. John Gant got the ball to start today, and it was kind of. Um, you know, an, an audition part two, if you will, um, as Gantt continues to, to make his case, to make his bid for the starting rotation. And Gantt, all things considered, I thought pitched very well. Um, he was squeezed on the last call. I think he, he wanted to get to inning number through inning number five. Um, he was a strike three call away from doing just that. But, uh, yeah, it's a you know, borderline pitch, but so I mean, he closes his line with four and two thirds, four hits, a couple earned runs, a couple of walks, three strikeouts, and the the problem that that Gant has had this this spring training and really his career in the starting rotation wise has been the long ball, and he gave up a long ball in the first inning today um, to Ryan Zimmerman. But after the Ryan Zimmerman home run, here's what Gant was able to put up: home run, and then immediately ground out to Castro. Great. Second inning, ground out, strikeout, single, pop out. So that's one base runner, three ground outs in the third, two singles, two pop outs, and a line out, um, or a fly out. So that's three base runners, not, not a lot of solid contact, and then a strikeout, a ground out, and a walk. A lot of outs on the ground. And when Gant is doing his thing, he's able to get outs on the ground. He's got the sinker that he can elevate for swing and misses, but he's also got that pitch that he can get double plays off of if the Cardinals need it. Um, Today, um, there, there was one double play turned. I can't remember if that was behind. Um, I don't think that was behind Gantt because Nagowski wasn't in when Gantt was in. So, But, I mean, it, the fact of the matter is Gantt can get ground outs. Um, on the day, he had seven ground outs to one fly out. Um, obviously, a couple pop outs and line outs mixed in, in there that are not counted in that total on the box score. But I thought his curveball looked really good. Danny Mack um, talked about it. The play-by-play commentator talked about it on the broadcast for those of you who weren't able to watch it. Curveball was working, and that really w- was able to, to get him out of some jams. He had a couple good strikeouts against Alex Avila. Um, 
so yeah, I thought that this was a really good step forward for John Gant. And if Gant is able to, even just in the interim, while Michaelis and Kim work their way back, if the Cardinals have a solid option like Gant to not have as many concerns, that's huge because that again, like I say, that's a, that's one less question mark you have to worry about. If Gant can go to from a question mark to a a puncture or a solid punctuation mark, if you will, and they they can have confidence in John Gant while Kim and Michaelis work their way back. That's huge. Um, and you know, some people might even argue that Gant is better than Kim and Michaelis, and that's definitely an argument to be had. But at the same time, all those guys can go out and get outs. They've shown that they at least, at bare minimum, have the capability of getting set outs. We look back at 2018 Miles Michaelis. You look back at last year's KK Kim. You look at pretty much Gant's entire career in the bullpen specifically. I think he started one season with 19 or 20 scoreless innings or something of that nature. But So all these guys have the ability to, to get the outs. It's just a matter of who, who's going to put it together. And you can never have too much pitching. Um, and the Cardinals have plenty of pitching. We saw that behind Gant today. Cody Whitley came in, gave up a, a tough luck base hit to Juan Soto. That bounced off the bag. And then he's able to come back and get Ryan Zimmerman on a breaking ball in the dirt. K2 uh, in the scorebook and move on. And then the two, three lefties following him were really, really good. Andrew Miller looked sharp, the sharpest he's looked this entire spring. Scoreless outing for him, two punch outs. Tyler Webb, not necessarily going to blow you away with the stuff like the two guys that followed him with Cabrera and Reyes, but... Tyler Webb able to come in, get a strikeout, get some outs. Hennessy Cabrera pitched around a walk, struck a guy out, and Alex Reyes continued to be Alex Reyes. And I'll tell you what, I mean, this is just two of the guys that I was talking about in terms of the back end of the bullpen and Cabrera and Hicks. That that was fun to watch. That was fun baseball to watch. Was it their most electric day ever? Maybe not, but I thought that their stuff still looked really good, super sharp coming out of the pen, and Reyes showed you that he can handle the closers role and that he can handle getting three outs in the in the last inning when you know up by three or less. Um, so so you, so you look at you look at the the bullpen now is it, it starts to take a little bit more shape. Maybe Cody Whitley has something to say about it. Maybe maybe Tommy Parsons still has um, some some stuff to say. He he got lit up in his last start, but you know as as much depth as I talk about there there were still and there are still somewhat undefined roles in the bullpen as to how you get from point A to point B how you get from the starter to the closer which right now is Giovanni Gallegos but you might see a guy like today Alex Reyes come in there and get a save Jordan Hicks seems to be the guy that they want there eventually but nevertheless there's no reason to rush him back when you have all these other options when you have an Alex Reyes when you have a Hennessy Cabrera who, who could close the game in the ninth you have all these all these abundant options that you, you can never have too much of, and it's, a pr- and it's a good problem to have when you say, oh, who am I going to cut? How am I going to make room in the roster? Yada, yada, yada. But especially as these starters start to go four or five innings now, as they start to, to you know ramp up their workload, we're going to see guys pitch in innings that they're most likely going to pitch in um, when the year starts. Um, you, you're not going to see Giovanni Gagos in the fourth or fifth inning unless it's by necessity. You're not going to see Hennessy Cabrera come in in the second inning. You're going to see starters go four or five innings, and then bullpen guy is going to come in when they're going to be coming in in the regular season as we get closer to opening day, and that's a good thing. Um, th- this bullpen has a chance to be really, really good, and I, I am excited for it. But there, there aren't too many positive. Or there aren't enough positive superlatives I can say about the the pitching staff today. The one blemish was the pitch to Zimmerman, which was launched 
inside fastball, drop the bat head, goodbye. But other than that, there really aren't too aren't too many negatives whatsoever. So pitching, check, done, great, wonderful. Offensively, saw some good signs, but for the third time in as many starts, Cardinals ran into Max Scherzer. Kind of unfortunate because he's one of the best pitchers in the game, but I'll break down the offensive performance from my eyes um, coming up here in just a moment. It's March, and that means madness, and that means sports betting at a premium. Bet Online has the fastest and easiest way to bet on all that action. Football is over, but like I mentioned, college basketball is in full swing with the tournament coming up. But you can also bet on NBA, NHL, and right now MLB futures as well. And, yes, there's more. And BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time, updated odds, and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for the news, scores, and odds that you need to know. It's the only place we trust here at the Locked On Podcast Network, and it's the best place to base place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right, your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code Locked On. Once again, promo code Locked On gets you your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Like I said, I'll be breaking down the, the offense in this part of the show. Uh, but like, but also, like I said in the uh, wonderful uh, Bet Online ad, that it, it is March and there is um, there's a big tournament coming up this weekend. Not sure if you heard about it. Um, however, it is the NCAA March Madness, and we, as Locked On Podcast Network, have an opportunity for you as well. Um, you can join our Locked On Listener Bracket Challenge group on ESPN. Submit your March Madness picks, and if you beat your favorite hosts, and if you win, you might get a guest appearance on Locked On Today, our daily news podcast. The link to join is in the show notes of this episode, so be sure to get your picks in today. Once again, that link is in the show notes. Um, I've got Illinois as my champion. A little bit of bias, because I like Illinois. I'm an Illinois fan, even though I go to Mizzou. I consider myself an Illinois fan, much to the chagrin of many of my Mizzou friends. So hit the link, fill out your bracket while I'm talking, um, or later if you like. Um, I think you have to do it by Tuesday or Thursday, Wednesday, whenever the ESPN deadline is that deadline. But nevertheless, let's get into Cardinal offense. I mean, how often are the Cardinals going to have to face Max Scherzer? This is borderline ridiculous, and boy, oh boy, did he look in midseason form. Four innings, two hits, seven punch-outs. I mean, that is just outstanding stuff for Mad Max. In three appearances against the Cardinals, eight and two-thirds of an inning, three hits, three hits, two earned, and he has struck out 14. So he's still pretty good at baseball. Like I tweeted out, PSA, Max Scherzer, still very good at baseball. But as soon as he left, the Cardinals pounced on Voth. I think that's how Voth or Austin Voth, Voth. Um, I forget how, how they said it on the broadcast, but they pounced on him. He ended up giving up three of the four runs. Um, and it was good to see, real quick, it was good to see the Cardinals get a double um, out of Tyler O'Neill off of Max Scherzer. Because, A, number one, any hit off of Max Scherzer is a good hit. 
because it's Max Scherzer, right? But also, that that pitch is probably a pitch that O'Neill swings over the top of. He also took a slider cutter earlier in that bat that he probably swings and misses a year ago. So that, And it was just a little blooper down the right field line that went for a double. I'm not shocked that O'Neill's hitting home runs and he's hitting these, these powerful things. I just think his approach looks a lot better at the plate this spring. Yes, he had a strikeout against Scherzer, but so did six other Cardinals. I mean, that is what it is. But I really think that O'Neill has taken a step forward in his approach. That power is going to be there. He's got such lightning quick hands, short compact swing to the ball, boom. Power is going to be there. He's got to work on making contact and laying off those pitches away. And that's exactly what he was able to do today, I thought, for the most part. And get a little bloop double on a two-strike curveball down the right field line. So this is—I don't think this is an, um, this is what it was last year, where we all gawked at Tyler O'Neill, and then all of a sudden O'Neill fell off the face of the earth, right? I really do think that this is a proven adjustment that O'Neill is consciously making. And I'm not saying it's going to be perfect from here on out. No baseball player is going to be perfect from any point on out, right? But O'Neill, with the adjustments he's made, has the opportunity to be really, really good, to put the average with the power, to put the contact with the power. And like I simply put, just be really, really good. I really am excited about Tyler O'Neill. He was really the only one who did much of anything against Max Scherzer. The other hits um, came, or, you know, one other player had a hit against Scherzer, but the other majority of the hits and all the runs came off of both Peterson, Serrero, and Bacchus. It was wonderful. It was awesome. I got so excited when Carlson got a triple, and then a couple batters later, Nolan Gorman gets an RBI double. Whew. That was awesome. I mean, that, that's literally your future. At least for the next four or five years. That, that was super exciting because as much as we talk about the potential of these guys, we, we, we can still get worried about, oh, are they hitting well enough in spring? And then, boom, triple, double. We're all excited. Hype me up. Booyah. Rookie of the year coming for 2021 for Carlson, 2022 for Gorman. Let's go futures here and then you got to take a step back and realize that Nolan Gorman's probably not going to make the majors this year that said oh my goodness is this going to be a fun tandem to watch whenever they start hitting three four two three four five in the lineup somewhere in that that range Gorman and Carlson had the capability of being extremely fun to watch for a really long time in Cardinal Red I'm looking forward to it Today got me excited about it. Not even going to lie. Got me super pumped, super, super excited. Can't wait. Just cannot wait for, for, for that to come to fruition. And also, another Nolan played well today, Nolan Arenado. Got a little two-strike line drive RBI base hit. You know, I, I'm not concerned about his power. His power will come. Not concerned about Goldschmidt. Goldschmidt will be fine. Even if he gets off to a slow start at the beginning of the regular season like he has countless times and his career numbers always get back up there eventually. Really the only thing that didn't for the most part in 2019 was his average. Still hit 34 home runs. Not super concerned about about Goldschmidt. Not getting slightly concerned about Paul DeYoung, but I think, you know, the, the expectations are just the league average for me, whatever. Bader hit the ball hard a couple times, including a base hit today. That was good to see. Fail, yes, and not getting a runner home from third with less than two outs. I get it. That's a fail. Understandable. 
But things are starting to come to fruition here for the offense as they start to get their groove. Thing, timing is starting to, to click for a couple of these guys. Um, and it, it it's... I think it's about to get really fun to watch once we start hitting April, once we start hitting regular season games. Yes, there are so, so, so many unknowns in terms of COVID, in terms of the schedule, in terms of who's going to hit where and all this stuff. I get that. But, man, I think it's going to be an exciting time. And the offense, for, for me, yesterday was extremely impressive, especially post-Max Scherzer. I feel like everything gets impressive post-Max Scherzer offensively because uh, not too many guys um, can pitch like him. So everybody else behind him pretty much looks uh, a little bit worse. But nevertheless, I was happy with the Colonel offense today, and I hope you guys are too because we can all start talking a little bit more positively now. But that's going to do it for segment number two. We've got one more segment to wrap up the show, um, kind of talking a little bit more about locker room as well as um, previewing the game on Wednesday and letting you guys know what tomorrow's show is all about. So, um one more segment coming up uh, after this short break from our sponsor of the show today, Built Bar. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all of its bars. That's right, on all of its bars. And now it's time to find out which Built Bar is best. It's time for Built Bar Madness. We've already got one into the enticing eight, which is cookies and cream, but it's time for today's matchup of toffee almond versus mint brownie. I am going for mint brownie is getting my vote to advance to the enticing eight. Can't go wrong with mint and chocolate. Head over to bookbar.com or built underscore bar on Twitter to vote. Remember to use the promo code as well, LOCKED15. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check in to see who won today's matchup, and he will be becoming the best-tasting protein bar. The Cardinals uh, have an off day tomorrow. Don't play for the first time. Um... Uh, they get an off day for the first time in a while. Just going to put it that way. Uh, so I think it'll be nice for the Cardinals to get an off day, and then they're back underneath the lights Wednesday and Thursday um, as the Cardinals play Houston on Wednesday, Miami on Thursday. At this time, no starter has been announced. But um, before I get into to the preview of of what I'm looking for, it's opening day is, is coming. It's a handful of weeks away. Um, and on March 24th, the Locked On MLB podcast begins one of our biggest events of the year as the Locked On MLB Division Preview Series. All of our local experts, including myself, in every market, answer the biggest questions about each team. There's no better or easier way to get baseball smart before opening day. Please subscribe to Locked On MLB on the Raider.com app or wherever you get your podcast. Super excited to preview the Cardinals and tell everybody why they are going to win the Central Division in 2000. And 21. Can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Um, but yeah, so again, no no starter has been announced at this time in terms of who's getting the ball for the Cardinals on Wednesday. But it, it, it could be it could be any number of people. Um, it, could, it could be an Adam Wainwright, Martinez, I think, um, are, are both in the running. Ponce de Leon, who started on Saturday, um, could, could get the ball. But whoever it is, I, you know, 
in, in terms of if, if it's Martinez, then I don't know. Well, Martinez might not start. He started on he started yesterday, so I don't know if he'll get the ball. So it'll probably probably be Wainwright or Ponce de Leon. Sorry, um, and if for Wainwright, just keep doing what he's doing, and for um, for Ponce de Leon, he he has a shot to be in the starting rotation, especially with Kim and Michaelis being out. I think that there is some room in the rotation clearly for Daniel Ponce de Leon if he's able to pitch effectively enough. Um, so I, I do think that. That could be interesting, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see more regulars out there on Wednesday since everybody was going to have the off day uh, tomorrow, even we, even though we saw a lot of regulars in there today. Um, so tomorrow I'm going to do something kind of fun. We're getting pretty close to opening day, like I mentioned in the Division Series preview tease. I'm going to give my, I don't know if it's exactly midway point, but I'm going to give my top performers offensively and on the mound um, on tomorrow's show. Uh, I'll be sure to send out a poll, but be sure to as well. Um, you can email LockedOnCards at gmail.com. You can DM the Twitter, LO underscore Cardinals. Also, LO underscore Cardinals on Instagram. Me on Twitter at LJFastball to let me know your guys' vote. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be super fun to see who your guys' top performers are, and um, I'll, I'll share mine. So that'll be tomorrow's episode, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Wednesday, we have another division day, and that is with uh, Jake from Locked On Brewers, who joined us recently and is doing an exceptional job. We'll be talking about Brewers. I'm sure we'll be talking about the pain of Colton Wong leaving, um, but be sure to, to tune in on Wednesday for that as well. Um, appreciate you guys keeping the, the numbers up as we near opening day. Um, but yeah, in terms of, of Locker Room, I tweeted out about it. Locker Room is basically an app where I can, um, you know, I can host a, a room, if you will, um, a, a locker room and pretty much have any topic I want. Um, or it'll be about Cardinal since I'm locked on Cardinal's host. Nevertheless, um, it, it's this really cool app that Locked On Network is partnering with, and I would encourage you guys to download it. Uh, I'm looking to do my first one on Thursday evening after the game on Thursday. And even if, because it's a live thing, and even if you're not able to tune in, that'll be part of Friday's show. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll be that, so be sure to tune in. And, and uh, yeah, it'll be super fun. You can follow me on that app. Uh, LJ Fastball is my um, handle on that as well. Um, so be sure to, to, to follow that. But that is going to wrap up today's show. Be sure to tune back in tomorrow when I give my, um, my, my top performers so far in spring. And other than that, I will talk to you tomorrow. Also, be sure to tune back in on Wednesday for Division Day. Thanks for tuning in today, and every day you tune in. Much appreciated. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.